This programme was produced at and first aired on NPR, Manawatu People's Radio, with support from New Zealand On Air. Kapai Irarangi Tomotu, NPR. If you're enjoying this podcast in Manawatu, you could make your very own, just like this one. NPR exists to help people like you tell your story or share your passion on air and online. Check out npr.nz for more information. Good day, everybody, ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, and everyone in between. Actually, I don't know why I said that because I don't really. Doesn't bother me how you identify. You be you. Uh, welcome to Calling All Workers, a show for unions, uh, you know, about unions uh, by union people. Uh, I am your host, Cam. You are joining me in the studio today with a special guest, Daniel Ryland from the Manawatu Tenants Union. So, good day today. <laughs> Excellent, excellent. So we are also available uh, on podcasts, so you can type in, uh, completely name slipped my mind there, Calling All Workers. That's right, (laughs) Calling All Workers is the podcast name in uh, Spotify, and we will come up and you can listen to our shows on demand whenever you like. Uh, So we're going to kick this uh, today's show off by a song. I've got a song by Melissa Etheridge called this moment. Here we go. I I am watching you sleep It's the promise you made What I find I can keep Oh I want to swallow Best, and I won't let them take you away. Tell me. 
Melissa Etheridge uh, from at this moment. So we are joined here in the studio uh, by uh, Daniel from the Manawatu mm-hmm. Tenants Union. Welcome. So tell me about the Manawatu Tenants Union. Right here. Um, this does, of course, feel slightly odd as you are the coordinator yourself. But yes. <laughs> so um, us at the Manawatu Tenants Union, we're all about facilitating stable housing um, and that's like providing advice, information, and advocacy for tenants. I tend to describe it in the when your landlord decides to be a bit of an ass, you can come see us and we can lend you a hand. Excellent that's stuff. Like um, say so like here's a rent increase notice to that three thousand dollars. So yes, no, can't do that. Here's the proper way to. Uh, proper amounts that you can charge for rent. <laughs> we are allowed to do it. Uh, yep. So, who are your members? Who are the members? So, like, I'm, I'm a member of the PSA. So, essentially, is uh, employed by a non-for-profit or community sector. PSA is the organisation or the union that I am a member of that represents me if there are matters around my employment. Mm-hmm. So, who are your members? Who are the members of the tenants union? Well. Tenants. <laughs> tenants. It's in the name, fortunately. Um, of course, the trouble is that tenants is a very big and transient group. It doesn't tend to have a lot of internal collectivization. Uh, so it's easier said than done sometimes. <laughs> yes. Uh, and so therefore then obviously if they become a homeowner or started buying investment in properties, they necessarily wouldn't be considered part of the tenants' union uh, overall. Uh, not officially, but, you know, if they decided that they wanted to send us a bit of loot, then um, never goes astray. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Always asking for donations. I love that. Uh, give give kindly. So are you, are you a member of a union yourself? I also happen to be part of the PSA. <laughs> Excellent. That is what we like to hear. Union members uh, unite all around the country. Uh, and uh, I'm also on the oh, on part of the Tertiary Education Union for oh, doing stuff up at Messi. Yes, because uh, that is your obviously what you do when you're not working as a student and studying, and, and I'm sure you've done some work for the university as well. Uh, I have, not recently, but, <laughs> you know, we've uh, just got lots of emails from... Um, 
particularly Ben and Lawrence down at TEU Way on the general strike? Yes, that's out there affecting uh, the university students, uh, university lecturers all around the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's one of those rare exceptions where they've finally been able to uh, link up a lot of collective bargaining at the mm-hmm. same time uh, for across a sector. Because uh, effectively, in theory, each university, so Massey University, Auckland University, UCOL, which is now part of Te Pukenga, mm-hmm. uh, are actually separate employers, so they therefore have separate collective agreements. It's not just uh, all universities are all part of one collective. They mm-hmm. are separate universities, separate entities, therefore separate collective agreements. And so therefore the collective agreements have kind of all expired around the same time and bargaining has started. Um, and I don't think the negotiations are going uh, that well if they're out striking. Uh, um, yep, there's mediation services through MB have been beginning process, but I, well, I have no idea how it's going to go because it's always bad to try and predict that sort of thing. But I don't think the universities are going to be offering anything Helpful anytime soon. <laughs> no, no, and and this is the this is the pit where I want to draw on art from your uh, background, mm-hmm. academic background. Uh, inflation. Yep. What is that? Well, um, increase in general prices generally is the shorter version. <laughs> so that, if I remember my economics one hundred and one class, mm-hmm. that is essentially where our Buying power for our dollar is decreased. Uh, yep, and it's based on a standard basket of goods that the average household buys. So, am I right to assume there that if if our bar, if our as an employee, if our collective power, or our employment power, or our wage power mm-hmm. uh, would be seven about seven and a half percent less because of inflation? Yep. So that's therefore rightly assumed that the employer pays me and as a result, if I don't get a pay increase, I would have 7.5% less buying power than I did this time last year. Uh, yep, it's a one of the reasons that governments like to maintain inflation or economists suggest it is because it's a way of sneakily reducing wages because of that very reason. Because yes. wages, you say to someone, hey, I'm going to give you a pay cut. People are going to complain a lot. So <laughs> yeah. wages are sticky downwards, but if you just don't increase it, everything else goes up. They got a pay cut, didn't realize it. Everything is fine in inverted commas. <laughs> yes, yes. So so if, if inflation, or, or as that case was 7%, then it stands to reason that in a, a group of employees, maybe mm-hmm. university workers, <laughs> are asking for a 7% pay increase to keep up so that in theory – their buying power is staying the same. Yep. Um, so it's not a, wouldn't be unreasonable for anybody else to assume that uh, if university lecturers are losing seven percent of their buying power, that everybody else is. Well, it always depends on what sort of agreements you have. But yep, yep. As <laughs> a rule, though, I know it's very, very uh, crude way of, of doing it. But essentially, mm-hmm. every so that inflation is affecting everybody. It's not just yep. affecting like me and not Joe down the road? Uh, yes, since it's based on a general the 
general basket of goods. Yeah. Basically, that's determined by Statistics New Zealand going out and serving a bunch of households, finding out what they buy in a given, I think it's month, and then shoving all of that together. And that's how they work out what the standard basket of good is, looks at the price indexes for that, and then that's how they work out inflation. Right. Um, yeah. So there is going to be some variations in different localities. Um, like, you know, prices in Auckland are not the same as prices here in Palmy, for instance. Yeah. <laughs> even groceries and houses and rent and all that sort of thing. So they would try and, like, even out those sort of, like, bumps? Uh, yep. So it's averaged. The, it, of course, there are problems <laughs> when you try to average things over an entire country. Um Although if you're interested, you can look at things like food inflation for specific areas. Yeah. Um, ooh, it's been a long time since I've done that, so I can't tell you anything about it at the moment, but it's all on that's, that's, that's right. That's time to go to a quick break. We're going to go to a mm. song by Ray Isaac. It's called You Can't, you Can't Stop Me Dancing. Oh. Are you ready? Stop me dancing, come on. Uh, uh, I don't wanna be stuck up in my room. Cause there's so much I wanna do. I need to take the chance. I know it won't be easy. I'm gonna stand up and be proud. Don't tell me I am not allowed to say what I have to say. It's time for me to break free. Come on, come on. Cause it's hot in the spot tonight, yeah Oh, cause you can't stop me dancing Come on, come on I don't care what you think, gonna live my life, yeah Oh, cause you can't stop me dancing If only you could see my dreams But you're too busy judging me Barely I feel alive, I gotta keep on Cause this is all I have to give Dressed up to share this love So tell the world I'm coming Come on, come on Don't stop cause it's hot in the spot tonight Yeah, oh Cause you can't stop me dancing Come on, come on I don't care what you think Gonna live my life
That was Ray Isaac with You Can't Stop Me Dancing. Uh, so we're just talking about inflation with uh, Daniel and, and wage uh, power and why people ask for, you know, pay increases, uh, etc. So I have, you know, been at university a, yeah. a, a wee while now and studying accounting. Um, so just want to check my accounting with you as, a, as an economic person. Oh, yes, it's probably okay. worth a mention as well. My first degree is in economics and I've got a postgraduate uh, in economics as well and currently doing a PhD admittedly in geography. Yes. <laughs> just for that, here's the um, qualification about how I could at least talk with a little bit of authority on inflation, if not a huge amount. <laughs> yes. So uh, if inflation is 7% mm-hmm. and you, the employer, gives us all a 3% pay increase, yep. is that right in thinking that I'm still down 4%? Yes. Yes, that yep. is how it is. So yep. it just means that the uh, buying power that I've lost ultimately has just been lessened as opposed to being taken away. Um, I mean, some of it's still been taken away, but you just don't lose as much. Yeah, I haven't lost as much. Mm -hmm. Uh, So therefore, I would be right to go, still really need a 4% pay increase. Uh, You'd still be right to say that you want a 7% pay increase or 4% in addition to what you've already got. Yep, yep. (laughs) Yeah, to to make make it even. you know, I would also say that you'd be justified in asking for a little bit more because, you know, additional experience, you're improving your work capabilities and, well, you deserve more. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I, and I guess in my mind, uh, that's kind of where I like uh, the living wage because obviously, mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of the years, you know, a lot of, through a lot of campaigns, unions have always been big on the living wage campaign and they're just mm-hmm. paying people a wage, not just for the work they do, but actually a wage that they can live on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it takes the same principle as what that, that basket you're talking about was, um, but it relates to all the things that an employer has to pay and a, and a family has, you know, you know, one person working full-time, one person working part-time and two kids, and how much money they mm-hmm. need to yep. pay for all these things. Uh, so currently the medium, uh, the living wage is $23.65. Mm-hmm. Uh However, um, that would need to still go up significantly to keep uh, in line with inflation Mm because obviously it's set back in April (laughs) before inflation has started and and et cetera and so on. Uh, But just putting it out there, medium medium income wage for New Zealand, have a guess at what you think that is, Daniel. Oof. Median, I'm imagining, is going to be on the lower end, unfortunately. So I'm going to have a blind stab in the dark and say forty thousand. Oh, you might, you're not too far off. Actually, mm-hmm. it works out to be uh, fifty four thousand. Okay, which works out to be twenty seven dollars an hour. Okay, at least I am glad to have. A underestimate than an overestimate <laughs> in this particular instance. <laughs> uh, so I, I am a big I, I am a big push in, in union circles as well. And I agree with this that uh, the living wage should become the the minimum wage. Oh yeah, very much so. Because uh, I mean, living wage is we're saying that it costs twenty three dollars sixty five to live off, but minimum wage is twenty one twenty. 
it's the or, or $22. You know, like there's still quite a vast difference between what a mm-hmm. wage, the minimum wage that someone gets from doing a job uh, versus the living wage, which is what someone should be getting to live on. Yes, very much so. And, you know, the usual argument is if you can't pay someone enough for them to survive, then you probably don't have a viable business because it's based on exploitation rather than, you know, yes. actually helping people. <laughs> yes. And I remember, Daniel, and I mean, there's not too much of an age difference uh, yep. between us, so I don't want to – I mean, we are both youthful, at, uh, youthful <laughs> so there's no issue with that. Uh, I remember when the minimum when the minimum wage was $12 an hour. Mm-hmm. I think it was $12 uh, and youth rates might have been $10 when I first started working, $10 an hour, and now it's 20, 23, living wage is 23 mm-hmm. And I thought I was stoked getting <laughs> 10 bucks a week because I was doing an hour or a week job uh, after school cleaning the leaves for the neighbour. Mm, right, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that is, so, I mean, does inflation pay a part of that? I mean, if, if we look at, what inflate uh, that wage was ten years ago twelve dollars mm-hmm. an hour yep. ten dollars an hour and it's now twenty three sixty five mm-hmm. would inflation pay like if we didn't have inflation would wages need to be at twenty three dollars an hour if there was no inflation then you wouldn't strictly need an increase because you know you wouldn't need to cover rising living costs. Um, what could change is the basket of goods. Yeah. After all, if you're able to live off the $12 an hour and that assumes that you don't need to pay the internet because it was way back when when it wasn't quite as big and you didn't need a smartphone because they weren't around yet, <laughs> all that sort of thing, uh, compared to now when it's kind of expected that you'd have a smartphone and you'll be paying your internet bill. So perhaps the cost of um, your average basket of goods, the cost will have increased. Yes. Despite the fact that average prices haven't. So we might still have an increase in that way, which would justify an increase in the minimum wage. Yes. But, yeah. So yeah. the contents essentially of the baskets that we are we are buying the goods that have changed mm-hmm. over time versus necessarily the price. Because oh, you say that about the internet, that I, find, I find that interesting because I remember when it was twenty seven ninety five for unlimited dial up internet with extra, yep. uh, and now it's like eighty nine bucks for a month for unlimited fiber broadband. Uh, so I can understand how suddenly, yeah, if your basket item now goes from twenty seven dollars a month to suddenly now uh, eighty nine dollars a month mm-hmm. for what essentially is the internet service that we yep. pay for, uh, how how wages do have to go up to cover that cost because mm. suddenly how do you cover that extra $50 a month yep. <laughs> without actually having an increase in the money coming in because the money mm. doesn't change. No, not at all. The money coming yep. in doesn't change. Yep. Um, so, yes, I do find that rather, rather interesting. Uh, yeah, that's getting into – Interesting different definings on, you know, what counts as the basket of good and how you manage percentage change from things going in and out, just as technological change over time, which is definitely a lot more complicated than 
I have just made it out, mind you. <laughs> yes, yes. So one of the other things that people talk about out mm-hmm. in the world of of business and, and as, an, as, as workers, uh, we want to be paid a living wage, but we also have to pay tax. Mm-hmm. Uh, are tax cuts the way to give us more money? I would definitely say no. Um, but then I'm always inclined towards... Uh, what's the easiest way to put it? Providing more useful social services. <laughs> yes, so, so rather rather than having a tax cut, provide a better service that someone can access or use yep. rather than just giving them $5 in their back pocket yep. uh, that probably is going to buy one caramel latte this week <laughs> and yes. never actually be used for the purposes of a tax cut. Yeah. So yes, I'd much rather have improved education and health services. And I feel like those would reduce costs on society a lot more than giving people some extra money. Especially because tax... Oh, sorry. I'll let you... No, I was going to say it because ultimately if we reduce the costs on taxpayers or on society, then the the need for wages increases is going to be significantly less as well. In theory, that sounds perfectly yeah. reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, so, um, yes, so all this is about why we need to support people out there who want who need a significant wage increases. Those university staff are asking for a 7.5% pay increase to in line mm-hmm. with inflation to keep their standard of living the same mm-hmm. so they're not losing out, they're not going backwards and... The universities, I believe, according to what I've read in the media, have come out with a three percent pay offer. Uh, yeah. You know, so it's it's vastly different. But I think getting giving people an understanding of how these things work mm-hmm. actually helps because I mean, you need to kind of understand what inflation is to go. Why are they asking for seven percent? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, oh, they've given three percent, but actually, you're still four percent worse off. Yes. It- there has been no increase for, what, two, three years sort of thing? <laughs> yes. So can, like, interest in my account compounds, can mm-hmm. inflation compound on someone? Um, or would it just be like an accumulative? So, like, if inflation's 3% this year and I don't get a pay increase mm-hmm. and then inflation next year's 3%, over the last two years, are we right to say that I've lost 6% buying power? Oh, the uh, I would yes, it would be the cumulative because yes. the inflation would be going up three percent from the three percent beforehand, so it would be slightly more. So yes, you have lost a little over the six. Yes, so therefore it is right to kind of you know just to keep things the normal to be expecting a, a relevant pay increase every year. And so if these yeah. university lecturers haven't had a pay increase for two years or three years, then they're actually. You know, that seven percent may be an accumulative on the three percent from the year before that and the two percent on the year before that. Yep. And now we're at seven percent and they're going, Hold on. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it it should be relatively small unless, you know, something hasn't happened for five years or so. But it's still definitely valid and um, appropriate to ask for that extra. <laughs> yes. So if you're out there, if you see any university lecturers out there on the packet line, 
toot, give a wave, uh, show them a, show them your support uh, because actually those also people out there are providing the future education for our next generation. I say next generation because, you know, people younger than me are still going off to university <laughs> uh, and and we need them there to actually provide that education, that academic knowledge and skills. So mm-hmm. I encourage everybody to support the tertiary education union workers out there. And that is all we have time for, Daniel. Thank you for your infinite wisdom today on inflation and sharing your knowledge with the people. Um, you're welcome. And, <laughs> you know, there's always the case of still Maruatu Tenants Union. If you need help with tenancy, be sure to stop by 70, uh, 77 King Street. <laughs> Excellent. Our last song today, Daniel, is a favourite by Madonna, Express Yourself.
enjoy this NPR podcast, please consider subscribing. Our podcasts are available on all major podcasting platforms. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and Spotify, as well as the accessmedia.nz app. Support this show and others like it by giving a donation. For more information, go to www.mpr.nz forward slash donate.